presents the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Finally, The Rock has come back home. Scotty Villa brings you your new favorite pro wrestling podcast. There is nothing you could do that is more dangerous than wrestling CM Punk. He's got the latest in covering all of the major promotions in professional wrestling. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Breaking news and hot topics. He's covering everything from Monday night till Sunday night's main event. I'm the hottest thing in professional wrestling. I'm Dr. Rit Baker. D. And we never forget to go old school. I was rowdy before rowdy was cool. From the golden era. The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. To the attitude era. And if you're not done with that... To the revolution. It's about the 14 years it took me to go from undesirable to ungoddamn deniable. And everything in between. This is your pro wrestling podcast. This is in my house. Give me a hell yeah! Welcome everyone to the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. It is Scotty Villa, it is Paralegal Mike, we are dancing, we are feeling so good. I am so damn happy to be doing the show right now with you, pal. How are you? Oh, better than ever. Work's yeah. done. <laughs> yeah. Getting ready to talk some pro wrestling. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, since uh, last week's episode, it feels like it's been a couple weeks since we've done the show. It I don't know does. why, but it just feels like it's been a very long time. It's only been a week. Uh, first of all, huge thanks to UK Tom for coming on with us. I had a, a great time uh, doing. I, you know me, Mike. I don't like three man boots. In fact, I hate three man boots in pro wrestling. I thought ours worked pretty well. We got some good feedback on it, so I can't wait for uh, for good old UK Tom to join us again. And uh, I'm not gonna lie, on a slower day, on a slower week, Mike, I just want to hear some of his stories because this guy has driven and met a lot of professional wrestlers before they became the megastars that you see on tv right now but uh, yeah for such a young man (laughs) yeah Yeah, um very uh, thanks for that tommy it was great we can't wait to do it again and thanks for all the feedback on the show last week i thought we did a a a good show but getting all the feedback felt like the audience really really enjoyed it so thanks so much for listening and sharing and if you did listen and you didn't share shame on you support local everyone says it we're local (laughs) give us a little uh share there on the the spotify on the instagrams and facebooks and twitter it's all at in my own pod uh give us a little uh little share spread the word on this potty so we can do a lot more cool stuff one more little thing before we actually get into the show mike i know i'm talking a lot i'm sorry brother just hey, let, let it happen. <laughs> let it happen. Uh, a couple weeks ago, actually, when we had Tom on last week, we talked about the CWE show that came through Regina uh, that had Ultimo Dragon on the show. Uh, CWE's announced another Western Canada tour coming in February in our neck of the woods uh, in Regina. 
area. They're going to be here on the 16th, 17th, 18th kind of thing. So very excited about that. Looking forward to it. This past week, both you and I had to miss the ringside wrestling show. And it looked like we missed a hell of a show too. Huge congrats to ringside wrestling at the German club here in Regina standing room only. That place was sold out hanging from the rafters, as they say, love hearing that. Yep. And, um, they put on a really, 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 really fun show. They got storylines at work in to every single show. And I love that. To me, that's a big part of like, I want to go. I want to go back. I just want to see what's next with Cannonball Kelly and uh, Johnny Two Fingers and uh, the whole crew, right? So, you know, I'm, I'm very happy for them. I was bummed we missed it, but we had Christmas parties and our own things going on. So we'll, uh, we'll be back in the new year. And also, it, it's that time of year for shopping. And I mentioned shop local. I'm going to give a shout out again to Caravan Curio and Collectibles here in Regina. My number one shop in the whole city. Evan and the crew over there have wrestling figures. They've got Funkos. They've got uh, socks. They've got shirts. They've got tons of wrestling merch, which if you're a wrestling fan, because you are, you're listening to the show, hit him up at Caravan online. He posts every single day, posting merch and and uh, everything they got there. Also horror movies, pop culture. Everything you could want. Don't steal like, from them. Just don't fucking steal from them. Holy fuck. I love the fact that he puts those people on blast. But support local. Don't steal from local. Don't steal from fucking anybody. Come on. Give your head a shake. You're going adults. But Mike. Sorry, pal. I just went on. I, I started the show. Hey, and I just fucking. What a, what a hot <laughs> open. Uh, I do want to get into some professional wrestling here on the MI House Pro Wrestling Podcast. And I'm going to start with a gripe. Have you a gripe. do. You love griping. <laughs> I need a grape Kool-Aid jammer for my yeah. gripe. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are we griping about? Monday Night Raw this past week was a very good wrestling show. Hey, guess what? From what I saw, because I learned my lesson yeah. <laughs> not only two weeks ago about not watching three hours of Monday Night Raw, but mm. digesting it differently. And from what I saw... I could also agree that I thought Monday Night Raw looked like a pretty good wrestling show. Yeah. Great wrestling matches that matched the stories that are continuing on with these groups. I wish this show was last week because last week seemed to be a very just thrown together show for the hype and not really thought out very well. This show, I believe, was thought out very well, but there was one giant omission from the show, and that was no CM Punk on Monday Night Raw in Albany, New York this past week. No. I, Mike, I don't get this at all. And it seems to be a bit of a theme. Even with AEW, when they do it, when Edge debuted in AEW, and he cuts that promo on the first Dynamite after the pay-per-view, after he uh, debuts, says, I'm here every week. I'm an every week guy. I'm not a part-timer. I'm not one of those guys that has a, a weird Legends contract that I'm only going to be working so many dates. I'm here every week. Guess what? Next week, I get a video package. You're not there. You know, Same thing with Punk this week, dude. He wasn't there. So I, I don't know whose decision it is. I don't know why that decision is made. Maybe he had a family trip planned that day. But. It, or I just, tune into our programming. If we don't announce him, you may think he's there. That's exactly what I did last night. I'm like, no, well, of course he did. Him. And I didn't. Even if he was there, <laughs> I wouldn't have watched three hours wrong. So here's how my mind worked throughout the, the day on Monday. 
I, I was following the, the the socials, and I was following our wrestling uh, group text with UK Tom, mm-hmm. and I was like, they they haven't announced Punk for Raw this week. Weird, because they announced SmackDown last week that Randy was going to be there. Makes sense to have Punk there. So okay, getting close to showtime, still no announcement. I'm like, you know what? There, he's not going to be there. This is ridiculous. Why would you do this? This makes no sense. You're killing a lot of momentum that Punk has right now. And then an hour later, I'm like, you know what? They're mind fucking with me. They're going to give me the pop again. They're not going to advertise him. Then all of a sudden, this music's going to hit halfway through the show, and boom, everyone's going to be so happy. And it's going to be another great pop. And no. we're off to the races. No. My gut instinct was right. They just didn't have him on. It was a, <sighs> believe, a video package. And that was it. And then they announced that he's going to be on SmackDown. It's tribute to the troops this week. But they did start teasing what brand is CM Punk going to sign with? It's Raw. It's it's a 100% Monday Night Raw. It's, it's Monday Night Raw. Don't do this. <laughs> Also, you you got to wonder the ins and outs of that contract. See, that's what I'm super curious about. And we don't know. Like, I don't like, I mean, anyone on the dirt sheets could be like, well, we reported that it said you didn't fucking read it. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> oh, we got an insider who what saw his contract. I doubt that very much. So let's backtrack just a touch right before Survivor Series. Yeah. Just from the dirt sheets that have reported that this deal came together very quickly. In other words, like within a week and a half to two weeks before Survivor Series, allegedly Punk reached out to the Fed and said, hey, let's 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 make a deal. And they did. Fast forward to now this week here. This is all just me guessing and thinking out loud. But maybe it was one of those like, Kate, you're coming back. We'll have you on Raw. But then next week, we kind of got to have a show where we work on the storylines that we've been building for the last two or three months. Or even last month and a half, kind of thing, right? So, and then we'll we can tease you. You know, you don't have to be in Albany. You know, maybe we got lawyers meetings or something. We can do all that. So, it could have been one of those ones where we've got to do this stuff. We've got it set in stone, and we've got to follow through with it. Because Seth seems to be working on being the fighting champion, kind of thing, right? And the Jay Uso storyline and Drew McIntyre storyline is all interweaved with him. And if you bring CM Punk in, that just body checks everything right out. And you can't so, do that yet. It's it's funny you bring that up because we all like logical choice was going to be Seth. I think for a lot of us, I think Seth even knew in that moment, like if he didn't know, right? We're playing on the idea at, at Survivor Series, Seth didn't know. Mm-hmm. So his reaction was just like, okay, I've said these things like smart wrestling brain, react the way you should. Yeah. Nailed it going forward. Um that storyline's got too many good people involved with it. So you're dismantling a, quite a few guys off the roster in one go, right? Between like um, Jay, Seth, Drew, and Sammy. Mm-hmm. All kind of interweaves. You got four guys who you'd have to be like, what do you do? How do you pivot after to get these guys back into a picture that matters? This is what matters. This belt is what matters. It's really great stuff. Now with the rumor of Punk, I mean, you've seen the internet. Is he going to wrestle Stone Cold Steve Austin? Ugh. I and you know, like a part of me is like he. I know Punk would love it. Of course, and I, I think mean, Steve would love it, and fans would obviously love it. I still, I don't know. Like I'm in that camp of like I don't, I don't see it. But your time is running out if you do want to use Steve, right? 
has to be this year. It, I, I would agree. I think the plan still is to run run Seth and Punk at some point. It's just after this SmackDown showing, what happens there? Does he get tied in with Roman? Do they just say, fuck it, we'll lose the, the Cody story for now? And have fucking Roman just one, two, three Punk at Mania? Because that's how I'd book it if you matched him up. <laughs> Pepsi Phil's fucking laying down, eating the three. Oh, God, um, don't do I don't, I don't see it. Again, there's a lot of interesting stuff in play. So we're going to get into it later in the show, mm-hmm. especially with guys like Cody. But in the terms of Punk, like, yes, I do believe he'll be a Raw superstar. Yeah. Um, maybe it would make sense if he went to SmackDown just for talent on there. If... Honestly, I think if SmackDown was staying on the Fox network, because they're they're done as of next October and yeah. they're going to the CW, I think, wherever the fuck they're going. I think if they stayed on Fox, it would make sense to have a guy like CM Punk there. But they're not. And Raw right now is looking for potentially a new home. Their TV rights are coming up and they're being shopped around and, and being the bell of the ball for a lot of major companies, including streaming services like Amazon and Netflix and Disney. So having CM Punk on that Monday Night Raw show right now is a huge factor for star power for potential new new home for Monday Night Raw yeah, in the good, United States. Great point. But I think for now, too, it's just like, let's bounce them until we think of something concrete. Obviously, the Rumble is the turning point, right? Like, I don't think the story yeah. for him is going to really flesh out until then anyway. So let's enjoy some of these feuds that we do have going, right? Because these kind of play into Rumble and like guys finally meeting in that match builds just as much as a story mm-hmm. as weekly television. Like, I mean, we saw um, Gunther and and Brock look at each other once and we're like, let's fucking book, book it. And I think that's still to come. Like, I do believe that's going to be in, at WrestleMania. Like, I, I truly believe that Brock and and Gunther are going to be at WrestleMania. And the Gunther match is the one match I can't fantasy book right now. I just can't figure out what the actual logical thing is outside of Brock. But I, the reason I, I technically don't want to see that match is because I don't want to see the Intercontinental Championship either not be defended or in a match where it's not really the focal point. And that's what Gunther's done. His whole IC title run is it's for that championship. It is That's the focal point. And I don't see how the beast Brock Lesnar, the the world heavyweight champion, would technically go down a grade to fight for the Intercontinental Championship. That's the only reason why. Otherwise, I'd want to see that match probably almost more than anything. Yeah, right it, up there. It, it time will tell, right? Where does Brock come in in the Rumble? How do we mix this up again? I don't think we're seeing him in, until the Rumble anyway. Yeah, so I agree. it's fine there. Um, but overall, like a decent Monday Night Raw. Like with even, especially even without Punk, it just shows if CM Punk didn't show up at Survivor Series, the car is still on the road, the train is on the tracks, things are working out in the favor of storytelling in WWE yet again. The match between Sammy and Drew McIntyre off the beginning. Watched a bunch of the a bunch oh. of clips from that match, and I was I was very impressed with what I was seeing. And I, I like seeing so good a heated Sammy Zayn. Mm-hmm. A hungry Sami Zayn, and I mean, obviously, a pissed off Drew McIntyre. My favorite version of Drew McIntyre is happening right now. Agreed. It it really is coming all together. 
I know some people still aren't sold with him on the promos. I'm I'm sold on the promos already. He can't change his accent. He can't make his voice deeper unless it's it's going to sound fake and growly like Batman. So I I'm in kind of thing where I like this big time tweener. He even indirectly took a shot at CM Punk in his promo without saying the name CM Punk, but it just adds fuel to the to his fire. Yeah, and it's showing now in his matches. I like that more aggressive style to the point where. I know this can't happen right now, but I almost want Drew to speak less just because it'd be more badass. He's doing a fine job on the microphone, in my opinion, but I think speaking less would be more badass. Just be more violent, right? Like, let your yeah. actions speak for you. Yeah, yeah. good call. Um, we are too late for that. Especially yeah, in the, too late. And especially how three-hour television works. You're going to have to get him to talk at some point. And him talking is telling his story. So he's doing a good job. You know, it wasn't a good job. Nijax on my TV ever. <laughs> I couldn't scroll through Twitter fast enough when it was Nia Jax versus <laughs> Shayna Baszler. Also, they're really giving a push to Nia Jax. Like they're really going to throw a strap on her. Why? Why? She is better when, because I, I I know when before she got released, she was really rough in the ring, really rough. Like COVID happening and then her not getting reps in, I think hurt her more than anybody in the WWE. And then she got sloppy in the ring. We all seen it. We all, it looked bad. It was scary at some points since she's come back. She lost a little bit of weight. I feel her work has been better than when she left, but not where it used to be when she was either in NXT or coming out of NXT where she was, you know, the beast of that division. And I was excited that she came back. So one wasn't expecting it too. I'm like, Hey, cool. Maybe she's got her shit together and she's, really taking a little more seriously. It's better, but it's still not good. It came back with a, a, a shitty promo. And I feel like she needs to be in there with someone that can really throw it at her so she can give it back. And then when she gives it back, that person sells their ass off. And I just don't think she's been in the ring with those people yet. So that's where I'm at with Nia Jax. Yeah. I don't want to see Nia Jax on my TV. <laughs> I don't want to see Nia Jax. Uh, Russell Becky Lynch. I don't mm-hmm. want to see that either. But it's guess what? Coming. Got a lot of time to fill now between now and Rumble. So yeah, matchups are going to happen. Yeah. E- oh, well. Even even next week. Well, well, let's get into Cody Rhodes here. Come out and cut uh, a solid heated promo about Shinsuke Nakamura that I really enjoyed. We got another great package with Shinsuke cutting a promo back. Shinsuke's I... promo this week. <laughs> Happy you brought it up. Happy you brought it up. Is really fucking good. Yeah. It's it's very, very good. I love nothing more than this Shinsuke Nakamura. Now do me a goddamn favor. Be that Shinsuke Nakamura when you fucking lock up with Cody. Mm-hmm. Be the king of strong style. No more fucking around. Get in there. Whoop ass. The thing that I think... And it's an aesthetic thing. Is I think one Shinsuke needs to change his entrance music because people sing his song and he comes out and he still does like the fun moves and stuff like that. With the the mind games style of Shinsuke Nakamura right now, I think we need a little bit of a character change aesthetically when it comes to the entrance, just the motion of the entrance and the song. Maybe some different entrance gear because when I when I see Shinsuke, I'm like, oh cool, I'm getting WWE Shinsuke, and people are singing the song. 
takes me out of it a little bit for this guy that's playing some pretty deadly mind games right now that are working and is working really well. That match is next week, which I'm very excited about. I would have liked to see a little bit more of a wait for it, but we're getting it next week. I don't know if this is the blow off for it. I sure hope not. I mean, it's been so it's been so fucking good. Cody even said it in his promo like you did. You better bring it. You better give me that Shinsuke Nakamura because I will meet you at that level. And I have no doubt that Cody would sell his ass off for him. I want this to be a, <clears throat> a dominant Shinsuke beating. I want Cody coming out bruised, beaten up from this match. I mean, what we can think now is um, DQ. Shinsuke gets disqualified. For misting him or something? Like yeah, or, or like fucking just violence chair. chairs or yeah. something. Yeah, I think that's the route you go. Obviously, the internet noticed he didn't say chaos this week, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say it. We'll get into that later. <laughs> yeah. Um, But I, I really, like, it's sad it's coming so late in the year because, like, we obviously know where Cody's going to go. This, this is a part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sucks that we couldn't have started this sooner. It also sucks that Shinsuke couldn't get a single win over Seth Rollins. I think that would have helped a little bit because Cody's got two over Seth. There's a three. But it just, just when you look at that kind of thing, right, in the upper echelon of the main event guys on Raw. But I'm looking forward to the match, man. I'm really hoping these guys kill each other. As you were saying that you hope it's a big <coughs> I'm hoping you're right. And then maybe in a couple of weeks, maybe before the Christmas blow off, we can do a whole, you know, no holds barred extreme rules type match where those guys can't really go. Good send off, right? Yep. I like it. I like it. Uh, but yeah, Monday Night Raw, good show. CM Punk's back next week. Shinsuke versus Cody next week. Uh, CM Punk will be on SmackDown this week to for the tribute to the Troop show. I don't think those are as... so. They still push storylines on these tribute to the Troop shows now in the last few mm-hmm. years, so... Stuff's going to be happening there. Also curious about Randy. Randy officially fully signed with SmackDown. And it looks like he's getting right into a feud with Roman. So we got that. Cool time. Time to kill. Yep. Like we uh, said, just fill the gaps. Fill the gaps. Hey, how about too. LA Knight? He's fucking nobody. Uh, fuck me. What a stall, right? For the biggest rising star in your company right now. Just... What did we say for <laughs> Crown Jewel? Yeah, don't do that because you did it, and then you decided oh, we're getting CM Punk back. Who the fuck cares about LA Knight? No one now is tuning in to SmackDown to see LA Knight. Oh, you just got Randy Orton. We fucking love Randy. Yep. Yeah, we get it. We know why you love Randy. Oh, I hear Punk showing up. Roman may be there. Because we're not talking about. Not talking about LA Knight. That's such a good point. And you think back to it, he wasn't even on Survivor Series, not on the pre-show, not on the kickoff. He was in a Slim Jim commercial, and that was it. Cool. Fuck, man. I good thing he can sell meat sticks. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. When talent who comes back and delivers in ring, though? Fuck, man. Yeah. You're not wrong at all. Uh, before we uh, sign off here, Mike, yeah, I do want to get into we're, we're talking January. We're talking Rumble time. It's a very exciting time in pro wrestling. Everyone loves Rumble season, which leads into Mania season. But let's not forget it is New Japan Pro Wrestling Wrestle Kingdom season. That's right. And 
in January in New Japan Pro Wrestling, a lot of the major stars, their contracts end at the end of January. Yes, that's right. Right at right after Wrestle Kingdom. Right after Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, they got a couple shows afterwards as well, like a New Year's Dash or Bash or something like that. So Sports Illustrated reported this week that one of the megastars of New Japan Pro Wrestling's contract is up with New Japan Pro Wrestling at the end of January, and that is Kazuchika Okada. The golden boy. The golden boy, the John Cena of New Japan Pro Wrestling, what some people do call the greatest wrestler star of New Japan oh. Pro Wrestling, which I is... Mean, I mean, I could say all the wrestling. Right? So you, you want to talk about fucking just sheer match quality? You're not wrong at all. Mike, let's play Fantasy Booker here. Okay. Fa- all right. So it's the end of January. Kazuchika Okada's got a New Japan Pro Wrestling contract in front of him, an mm-hmm. AEW contract in front of him, and a WWE contract in front of him. What is the best option in our little opinions for Okada going forward? The man's 36, 37 years old. He's been a multi-time IWGP <clears throat> World Heavyweight Champion in New Japan. Yep. He's Essentially, what people are saying is he's done it all there. Obviously, we know he's done some stints with AEW. He has said on multiple occasions, fuck Impact Wrestling, I'm never going back. So that's why we leave it with AEW and WWE. And New Japan, of course. And New Japan, of course. What do you you think? Where do you think he signs and why? I mean... Truthfully, I think he'll re-sign with New Japan. <clears throat> I think it's the strongest one, right? You're home. You're home. And I bet they pay him a buttload of money. And he's clearly over there. Yeah. Like, we know that. Um, I look at this both ways. <clears throat> if you're looking at the state of AEW, you look at guys like Coda who went over or other guys like a Jay White. Well, are they really? Him. Yeah, are they flourishing in AEW? Is that what you would call flourishing? Well, Kota Ibushi is just an odd one, but I just think there's a lot more that we don't know about his deal. <coughs> Jay White, <coughs> I would say yes because he's on TV in a and he has been in a great program, and he did main event to pay per view. Sure. So there, it's he's doing a good job. But Jay White was never the mm. level of Okada in New Japan. Sure, he made event to Tokyo Dome, and he was mm. the, the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. But he sure as fuck wasn't Kenny Omega. On that I mean, level. okay, like if we're talking about the greatest gaijin to ever fucking do it. Yeah, and he's in not Kenny Okada. Omega. I, I love yeah. Jay White. He's if I could I watch hope. Collision on my TV every week without having to pay an extra subscription, I would to watch Jay White. And now, I guess the question is this: These guys who came from New Japan. Do you think a Will Ospreay, a Jay White, a Kota Ibushi would have fared better in the WWE program? Or hmm. do these guys all like the idea, I work these days, I'm home. I work these days, I'm home. Well, Would WWE, like if they want to go after Okada, which we all read the dirt sheets that like more than ever, this is probably the best chance they, they're going to have. Mm-hmm. To get to get Okada, 
does Okada want to work that schedule? That means he's got to work house shows. He's going to have to get in that circuit. He's going to have to do dates. And sure, the WWE system isn't what it was. Yeah. It's we, not like you're home 20 days a year. Like even this week, TKO <clears> owner, <throat> one of the owners of WWE had said they're looking to scale back on house shows. Yes. To go from the C and D type town. So that schedule is being reduced even more. But that's not the point here. Mike, you bring up all your points were fantastic. But for great. you, like if you're looking at Okada come 2024, where are you putting them? So you pick New Japan Pro Wrestling. I do. Where, I, I think he stays with New Japan think? Pro Wrestling. Yeah. If we're talking about a North American company who has a better shot, I mean, obviously he has people to work with in AEW who he has worked with. Or you say, fuck it and see if I can break down the walls and be that star in the company there, right? There's so many layers here and so and not enough time to get into it all. So I would look at AEW because he's already got, it seems like he's already got a bit of relationship there because he's worked dates with them for Forbidden Doors. Uh, and new, AEW's lent talent over to New Japan to work there. He's wor- he's working Daniel, Brian Danielson at Wrestle Kingdom this year. So there's a uh, what appears to me be a very healthy working relationship with New Japan and AEW, Okada, and Tony Khan. So that's easy. It's easy to say AEW. Sure. But, that, but, no, I didn't ask easy. I asked you what you think is no, going to happen. No, I'm, I'm going to get there. I'm just breaking things down a little bit. Oh, okay. Maybe be dramatic about it. All right. Yeah, all right. a little bit. You know, put on a podcast. Okay. Oh, all <laughs> um, right. All right. <laughs> um, the unknown is the WWE. And there's some out there on the internet. I don't know if it's dirt sheets or just people flapping their gums and, and clicking their keyboards that are saying they're giving Shinsuke this push right now to show a guy like Kazuchika Okada, hey, you can come over here and we'll put you in a main event storyline just like we're doing with Shinsuke. Because that relationship is still very close with Okada and Shinsuke Nakamura as well. Plus, WWE is going more global than they ever have before with premium live events, Raws in, in different countries. They've never done one in Japan. They've never had a pay-per-view in Japan, as far as I know. That could be he, Okada could be the face of that. So I think that is a very, very enticing thing to be the face of WWE going into Japan. They did the Beast in the East, by the way. They did the Beast in the East. It was an NXT show. Yep. Uh, it was on the network, and it was very good. But could you imagine having SummerSlam in Tokyo? At the Tokyo Dome. <clears throat> I mean, that's a whole other world that's headlined by Kazuchika Okada. Those are the those are the things that I have believed to be should be thought of when it comes to this. My opinion, Mike, is the same as yours. I think he resigns in New <clears throat> Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah. I I'd love I'd love to see him turn up on TV over here. There'd be no, like I'd pop just as huge for like a CM Punk. Cause you wouldn't see it coming. Right. I just feel like there, they're just like, you're not going anywhere. When also, we build guys like you, we give you the run. You're Hogan. Right. So why give that up? Why give that up in new Japan? Yes. You, he has done everything, but he can almost get like a Roman S deal, work limited dates when he wants to. He can work probably whenever he wants. 
he could probably get back into a main event storyline whenever he wants. And then if he wants to come over to the state side here, call up AEW. Hey, let's do a, a, what do you a, got? a dream who match. Wants, who wants some? Yeah, exactly. Right. Let's do Osprey versus Okada on AEW TV. If TKO didn't own the Federation, and let's say it was still owned by the McMahons, but Hunter was fully in charge, I believe that there's a much better shot that Okada would be brought over. The thing is, is that Tony Khan's got the deepest pockets, out, I believe, out of all three companies. So if it, it just came down to money, it's Tony Khan all day in AEW. I mean, you look at what your legacy could be at that point, though. That's where, like, a part of me, too, like, I'm still in the camp. Like, all you guys who love AEW, we're with you. I think AEW needs to really reevaluate in the new year of how they're doing their programming. Because if they don't, AEW is going to end up like WCW. I can tell I, you that right now. I'm I'm gonna hold off on my you thoughts on AEW. You, and you have, and we and next week, you know what? We'll get heavily into AEW. It's been a while. It's well, been very heavy fed. I don't know yet. I still think I want to see how things play out at the end of the year because I got the Worlds Collide pay per view at the end yeah. of the year. So I think yeah. I want to hold off on my real opinion on what they're doing until I see how the year plays out. The rest of the year plays out. I'll I'll put it this way: if the Devil storyline doesn't deliver. You've wasted yeah. a lot of fucking time. I, I'm even 100% agree with that. I'm even saying right now, if the uh, Adam Copeland and Christian storyline that's going on right now, which is a match this week, doesn't give us a great payoff. And I don't know what that, I'm not going to lie. I don't know what that payoff is, but if it just ends this week, I'm going to be pretty bummed. But we're, we're definitely going to be getting into AEW a lot more. Uh, obviously in December here, Christmas is coming up. A lot of these shows are kind of going to be filler or best of shows kind of thing when it comes to what we've seen it's, on it's TV. Fun time. It's, it's a fun, fun time, time for us. Before I, we sign off here, Mike, I do want to talk about an upcoming episode uh, with us where you and I are going to battle. And I don't want to give away the I don't want to give away the topic yet. But Paralegal Mike is going to we're gonna we're gonna take a wrestling situation, something that happened in pro wrestling, and one of us is gonna stick with the actual decision that happened on TV and why it was the right one. And the other one is going to battle and say, no, I'm, I think if they had done this, this would have been the better decision. And we're going to go back and forth. We may put up a poll on our Twitter to see what the fans think as well, to see who wins this battle. But it's me, it's me. Tune in next week. We're going to put the poll up without you knowing who's picking what, by the way, we're going to put it up before we start recording. So you're, Oh, we're gonna put it up right before we're recording. I like, think I'm gonna what put it up... actually is, or who do you like more? Basically, like whose side no, are you it, taking? No, it's, just, like it's just it's gonna be the topic, and then option A, and then option B, and we're okay. not gonna say who's who. I'm probably gonna put it up a few hmm. days before we start recording, just so we can get more votes and get people's opinions because yeah. people comment below as well. So stay tuned for that. I'll uh, probably throw up a video or or uh, a quick post on you know our Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at in my house pod. But it's it's something fun that. I'm not going to lie. I've been doing some research. I think Mike has the edge on this one. Yes. But which is, which is like, it's kind of nice. We were discussing it for the fans. Yeah. That like I, I did kind of get golden ticket in a way here. I'm excited to hear the counter argument. Yes. Right. So stay tuned for that. We're going to be getting into that. Getting a lot more into AEW. I'm so excited about Christian versus uh, Adam Copeland for the TNT championship. The main event dead, uh, 
dynamite this week. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just really quick. We're going to sign off. Last week, AEW bothered the shit out of me. And because they don't have their superstars on that show, they don't have Kenny. They don't have the Bucks. They don't have Jericho. They don't have Hangman. Yes, we got some great wrestling matches and, and Swerve is a fucking superstar as well. And the Edge and, and Adam Copeland and stuff, it, it's all great. But my God, do, does it ever feel like there's still such a gap missing when those big guys, those big names that started this fucking company aren't there? Fucking Christ, you guys. Work your show. It's your fucking show. <laughs> Work your fucking show. Do you think in the in the Attitude Era, do you think Vince is like, I'm taking a couple weeks off in the middle of this Stone Cold Mr. McMahon storyline? No. Never happen. Fuck nope. right off. Come on. All right. There's a little bit of what I've been feeling about AEW. It's been a great show. We talked some Okada. We uh, we talked some CM Punk. We talked Cody Rhodes. Because, I mean, go Punk. figure. We're always going to be fucking <laughs> talking about CM Punk. Can't run away from Pepsi Phil on this show. And Cody Rhodes. Wearing the American Nightmare t-shirt right now. Uh, it looks so good. It looks so good. Shinsuke so this is clearly my favorite episode. Get ready for the fun fact and episode title on this week. <laughs> As always, give us a follow on the social medias at In My House Pod. And make sure you're hitting that like, share, subscribe, wherever you see us. Make sure you give us the old thumbs up. Thanks for checking out the show. Mike. Sorry, I felt like I talked the whole show. Hey, you fucking carried us, pal. Put me <laughs> on your back. CT from the challenge. <laughs> Just dummy me. Oh, fuck. Well, you're a paralegal. You're very busy. You might, you know, I'm sorry. I took over. Getting those payouts, man. <laughs> yeah. For Paralegal Mike, I'm Scotty Via. This has been the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Wowie!